What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for episode 40 of Hit the Books. This week, we're ready to highlight the NHL Finals and congratulate our winner of the Stanley Cup. Some news at the NBA after the Finals finishing up there as well, and some NFL to top it all off. Just huffing myself this week, so let's jump in. But I just wanted to say a huge shout-out to Huff and Mackey, my boys. 40 episodes, well over 40 weeks of work. We're working on stuff. Stay tuned. we got lots of new segments and things coming up. We're excited to share with you in the next few weeks. But without further ado, Huff, what's happening, my man? Yeah, not much going on, as you said, episode 40. Uh, happy to be back. Crazy to think we've been doing this for, uh, like you said, 40 episodes in. Obviously, that's um, who knows how long we started last September in the NFL season. Uh, now we're chugging through, obviously, just finishing up the Stanley Cup Finals. As we look ahead to the, the rest of the summer and ahead, we'll see what else we have planned. But like you said, a lot of stuff planned for the rest of the summer. Uh, we'll get into that next week. But as far as that, let's get right into this sports talk. Big week this past week, as you said, um, Stanley Cup champs. Let's get into that first. Yes, sir. Let's jump into the NHL. Colorado Avalanche meet their mark as the sports books and many others predicted all season long in the preseason coming into the playoffs. Everybody, you know, had them the best odds and such. Winning the Stanley Cup, Lord Stanley this year. Overly incredible performance by both clubs, to say the least. I mean, you can't be upset with this. Kale McCarr is the proud winner of yet another piece of hardware for this man winning the Conn Smythe this year. He's the first player in history to win the Hobie Baker, the Calder Trophy, Norris Trophy, Conn Smythe, and the Stanley Cup. It's a very impressive tenure by him so far, being just 23 years old. Very impressive by the Avs this year. What do you think, Huff? Yeah, like you said, um, obviously this was a team that a lot of people had as the betting favorite most of the season to win the Stanley Cup, but uh, that's to no discount to, to how hard it is to actually fulfill that uh, achievement and end up actually winning it. But congratulations, like you said, to the Avalanche and obviously the Smythe winner, Kale McCarr, the true leader of this team, McKinnon and Landis Cog, that core was honestly pretty cool to see them win the cup. Obviously, the past couple of weeks I've been on here making it pretty vocal that I was uh, rooting for Tampa or made it seem like I was rooting for Tampa to win the cup there. Um, I more was just betting on them a lot because they had a lot of value at the plus money in certain situations. Obviously, winning the two games, um, I'm not really sure how the, the record went. I didn't end up betting the last game. So, tough situation for Tampa, obviously a banged-up team. Kucherov not being at 100%, and uh, obviously the Braden Point situation throughout the uh, latter half of the playoffs for Tampa Bay. Uh, that's not to make any excuses for them, but hell of a run by Colorado. This team looked super dominant. Obviously, first-round sweep, second-round six games, sweep Oilers in the Western Conference Finals, um, and then end up defeating the defending back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals. Hell of a run, losing four games throughout the entire playoffs, 16-4. and four. It was unreal. On a, a hell of a run, honestly. It was really cool to see McKinnon get a cup. Obviously, we're two Pittsburgh guys, so the, I'm going to – definitely what stood out to me was the post-game interview. The first thing that McKinnon said was whenever Caldwell skated over to him, saying 87-87, and uh, McKinnon starts talking about how his hotel room the night before when they checked in was 1787. And uh, obviously him being a really close friend of Sid and someone that works out with Sydney, he uh, kind of he said he felt that was a sign that they were going to get the job done. So 
Shout yeah, there was Sid. also an article or something that came out that uh, McKinnon called Sid, you know, just to chat and stuff like that. One late, one night, late night, uh, someone some, somehow found out about it or something. I remember hearing about That's that. That's pretty sweet. I didn't, couple, I didn't games, read that. A couple I games ago. Yeah, so. That was pretty sweet. Pretty yeah, cool friendship they got there. I was going to say, uh, the age difference is pretty, pretty large. Like, I don't know if they ever, obviously, they played Team Canada throughout their NHL careers together, but. When they were growing up, I knew they grew up in the same area, but I know McKinnon works a lot of Sydney's camps back home, so uh, the connection that those two have off the ice is obviously uh, bigger than hockey. So to see Sid reach or him reach out to Sid shows that uh, they have definitely a special connection. Absolutely, it's really, really cool to see. I was really, I was really happy for McKinnon. Like I said, back to my point about how I said I was just betting on Tampa because they had so much value. But it's, I honestly said, uh, once the Penguins lost, I really just wanted to see McKinnon get a cup. Yeah, honestly, I didn't want to see the Tampa Bay three-peat. I'm happy. I, I agree with you. The odds were there. They were the right pick in a couple of the games, and we made some money on them. But I didn't want to see him three-peat as a Pittsburgh fan. Yeah, and obviously us ending the playoffs, I'm on – Quite a nice little run. I know we didn't have too many picks in the cup, as uh, we we're some of us were in disagreement on some of the picks. And um, if we don't all love a pick, we don't give one out. So NHL playoffs, we ended twenty nine and twenty, positive seven point seven nine units. All you got to do is be following the Instagram, following the Twitter, following on these picks. Obviously, we were pretty hot in the NHL playoffs starting off. I think at one point we were up to eighteen, so we cooled off in the uh, the conference finals rounds, but. Still up 7.79 units, free picks. Just hanging out with the boys on the podcast, giving out picks. Um, cool, obviously, that we, you know, those are all picks that we're all in agreement of, but um, it's just good to know that the picks that we are giving out lately have been hitting, obviously. A different format when we were doing it with, for the NFL season, if you got any more of the individual cards, we would just take whatever we liked individually. But Obviously, hell of a run in the playoffs, seven and a half units, something like that. But it's a quick peek over to the NBA playoffs. Had a pretty nice little run in the NBA playoffs as well, going 15 and 12, uh, positive 2.65 units. You put that together, that's 10.44 units. So hell of a run for us in the playoffs. Can't complain. Really happy about it. Really excited for the NFL season come fall. It's going to be a good time. I got another note about the NHL finals here. Corey Perry becomes the first player in history to lose three straight Stanley Cup finals with three different teams. The Stars in 2020, Habs in 2021, and the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2022. Yeah, it's just a crazy run for him, obviously, the past three years. uh, Losing to Tampa in back-to-back years, and he's like, all right, I got to join this team. And um, Losing in the final in six games, just tough situation for him. Um, but he does have one with Anaheim younger on in, or earlier on his career when he was younger. But, um, yeah, that's a tough situation to lose three straight years, go that far, and uh, have nothing to show for it. Crazy. Honestly, I like, can't believe it. Like, I saw it, and I was like, really? Like, kind of knew that about. was coming. Like, obviously, like I said, at certain points of the season, I thought Tampa was going to win the cup. Obviously, they got there. It was a hell of a choice. There's, could have picked, right. uh, tw- you know what I mean, 29 other teams that didn't make the Cup. Um, but he picked. He had a pretty good choice to go win it again, obviously losing in the Cup. But I don't know. I just think that's pretty impressive. Three different teams 
Dallas, and then he just gets traded to Montreal. Montreal goes on a hell of a run last year. Yeah, huge. Bubble, comes out of that Canadian bracket, beats uh, – was it at the Avalanche or Vegas? They beat – it was Vegas. It was Vegas. It was Vegas. I mean, same he, thing with Tampa. They came out – they were doing crappy at the beginning of the year, and then they came out on a bad burst here coming yeah. at the end of the year, and they took care of business. Yeah. I mean, the better teams win come playoffs. And uh, last year, obviously, the way that the, the brackets were set up with the Canadian bracket, it was kind of set for uh, one of the Canadian teams to make it to a conference finals, which that literally was how the bracket was set up. But obviously, this year we had that again. So uh, the NHL starting to get their market back up with uh, the Canadian team starting to have more success. Obviously, last year with the Canadians with Corey Perry, and then this year the, the, the Edmonton Oilers, despite getting swept, uh, still making it to the Western Conference Finals. So um, but yeah, hell of a three-year run by Corey Perry. You gotta hope. You gotta think this guy's think of retirement here soon, right? You have you have to be thinking that if you're in his. You position. can't go out on three and a half, three years in a row at this point. Like, I feel like he's just gonna go to some team, make like ten million and or six million. He's not that good anymore. He's gonna make like five, six million and uh, lose in the first round of the playoffs. And then he's gonna call it a career. Exactly. You just can't go out three years in a row. What if he it's makes terrible. It what if he makes it four? That would be. Oh. Imagine he goes to like the Oilers. They go to the Cup next year and lose. You're saying that now. We're clipping that. That'd be crazy. One last point out of the NHL. Gabriel Landeskoff showed up at. Eric Johnson's hotel room at the GW Marriott, completely naked at 2 a.m. with the cup. Um, I think he's a wonderful captain. I think that's the most captainly move you can make. Yeah, Tell me otherwise. We've obviously, uh, all three of us, and Mackie included, been in a hockey locker room. Uh, that When I saw that headline, that wasn't something that surprised me too much, especially uh, this course sticking around for, they've been through so much. Obviously, Landis Cog, uh, he was named captain of the Avalanche, obviously, at the beginning of his career. I think it was some 10 some years ago. He, uh, the youngest captain in NHL history, and seeing what he's overcome, all the injuries and stuff like that. So to see this side of him come out, obviously, after all the success winning the Stanley Cup, it's pretty cool to see what these guys do. Um, that's always the best part of uh, the week after uh, the the Stanley Cup ends is the watching all the clips of the guys drinking and partying and doing all the crazy stuff with the cup and hearing all these funny stories. You look back a couple of years, like Ovechkin with the uh, the fountain, and said he just kept drinking for so many days straight. And you hear all these stories of these guys that they worked their ass off all season long, and um, just uh, you know what I mean. Be able to see them in front of the camera, just not really care as much, and they're like, I "Won the cup, I don't care. You can't tell me anything else." So um, these guys put in the work when needed, but obviously they're deserving of everything that uh, they do in the off season, and especially when you win the Stanley Cup. I mean. I just love all the stories that come out this week, and obviously, as we come into a, the no the the parades tomorrow, so we're gonna be hearing some stuff tomorrow. Thursday is the parade. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of good stuff out of the parade. I wonder if they're gonna dent the cup again at the parade, just for fun. I, I think they fixed it. I think they'll fix it. Oh, for they, the parade. they absolutely fix it. Yeah, I think it's. I think they're. I don't know that for sure. I think I saw something on Twitter. I think the plan was to fix it before the parade. Or get the second one out, probably. I guess we'll have to see. We'll see. Hell of a run by the Avalanche. Yeah. Big rig goes out, three straight cups. 
Couldn't do number four, but still, that's crazy that he three-peated with the Blues. He did the reverse Corey Perry. What? Yeah, what about, like, Jack Johnson? Uh, yeah, he finally gets a cup. Like what? Like, laying hits, like, that, actually that making plays, like. That dude has a hell of a story throughout his career, too. And Yeah, big time. Obviously, to see the success that he, I mean, just any time these guys win Stanley Cups, it's insane, so. You know, I mean, it's a like it's a guy's dream since he was six years old and picked up a hockey stick. So, uh, you see these guys. Sometimes it takes fifteen years throughout a career. Some guys are younger, but I'm um, obviously in like guys like Eric Johnson's case. He's been with the team that team for fifteen plus years, and the first time he's ever sniffed the Stanley Cup final. And obviously, what it means to a guy like that that's been there for so long is, you know, you can't even imagine it um, unless you're in there in that position. All right, good stuff. Let's transition over to the NBA. San Antonio Spurs trade guard DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, sorry, I just couldn't read it. Gallinari, three first-round picks and a draft swap. Obviously, a lot of NBA news coming out today with uh, some of the free agency stuff coming out. A lot of guys opting in and out. It's being one of the first big trades that we're going to see. Not really sure why the Hawks went out and got and spent so much on another big name guard. Obviously, they have Trey Young and Bogdanovich and Herter. I mean, obviously, some of those guys aren't too big of names, but I don't know. I just feel like the the Hawks are in need of a, a true big man. But they go out and get a guy like Dejounte Murray, who can definitely can ball and help this team, a young team in Atlanta. It's going to be very interesting to see a new duo of him and Trey Young, two guards. But Deshante Murray, hell of a player. Trey Young, hell of a player. So it's going to be exciting to see what they can do. Um, and the Spurs just doing what the Spurs do, sending out a superstar and bringing back a hell of a haul of draft picks. Uh, three first-round picks, absolutely. I think, I mean, un- unless Atlanta does something in the immediate future, the Spurs, I mean, robbed them for this trade, in my opinion. Three first-round picks, draft swap, and – I mean, Gallinari's no scrub, but this one's all about the draft picks coming back, Antonio. I'm a and I'm a Dejounte Murray fan. That's no discount to him. I think it's a good move for Atlanta, but um, I just don't. I just don't think that he is worth three first round picks, and I just don't understand why the price was so high. But uh, still, a hell of a player coming back to Atlanta. Good stuff. And with that, we got some players declining some options here. The 76ers star guard James Harden has declined his $47.3 million option and has become a free agent, uh, as well as Washington Wizards guard Bradley Beal has declined his $36.4 million option, is also a free agent at the moment. Where are these guys going, Huff? A couple of the locations that I'm hearing around. One of the ones that I more want than hearing right now is with James Harden. I think, obviously, he said, I think uh, returning with Philadelphia is still a possibility, just restructuring the deal. Uh, I don't know how much more money you need than $47 million to come back to a team. Um, but it said it's uh, not necessarily out of the picture for him to rework a deal with the 76ers. But um, one team that I'd like him to go to is Miami. I think that'd be a great fit for him. Obviously, a team that's had the recent playoff success in the Heat. Um, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, um, Oladipo. I think he would fit in really well with that team. So, and 
young shooters coming off the bench. I think a guy, a veteran guy like Harden to come in there and tote the rock around would uh, be a great position for both him as a player and them as a team. So uh, that'd be one place I'm looking for James Harden to go to. As far as Bradley Beal, I'd like to see him end up in a Laker, Laker uniform in the purple and gold with LeBron and Anthony Davis. This has kind of been something that's been in talks for the past couple of years, trying to get him off of the Wizards and into the purple and gold. It's kind of been put on the wayside the past couple of years. This is contract situation with the Wizards has been kind of puffed the past uh, couple of years. Is the they didn't know if they would trade him, cut him with the money, um, but obviously this year him declining his option and becoming the free agent, he's going to be able to pick and choose where he wants to play next year. Um, and I obviously L.A. being the highly touted uh, destination that everyone seems like they want to go play in. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that's where he ends up. Not too sure where he's from, if he's from that area, but I'm seeing a lot of people thinking Bradley Beal's going to end up in L.A. Very interesting there. Former All-Star John Wall is signing with the Los Angeles Clippers after he clears waivers from the Houston Rockets, speaking of L.A. Yeah, obviously the other side of Staples Center, the Clippers getting a Kind of an interesting situation with John Wall. Obviously, the the injuries he's had over the past couple of years of his career, and that's what led him. I guess you would say led to led the Rockets to waving him. It was a pretty weird situation what was going on with him and the Rockets. Um, they picked or he was on his forty seven and a half million dollar player option, and they told him basically not to report to the team. Obviously, they had plans of trading him that wasn't coming out, but. The story was on ESPN was that he, that he was being told to stay away from the team. He was still getting paid his $47.5 million salary. Um, you're paying me $47.5 million salary. I'll stay away from work as long as you want me to. Absolutely. Like, stay home. Stay home. You, you, you're you still making $47.5 million. I'd be like, stop there. I'm good. I'll be home. Can't argue there, seriously. But obviously now he's a Clipper, so I yeah. definitely watch out for the Clippers next year. If, if they can get more than a half a season out of Kawhi, I think the Clippers are definitely a sneaky dark horse team for a finals future pick. I think that'd be a good one to see, honestly. Definitely over plus 1,000 odds. Clippers plus 600 on FanDuel. NBA Finals, Clippers plus 600. Yeah, Bucks plus six hundred, Celtics plus six hundred. The same odds as the Celtics and Bucks, and the Warriors. Nets at seven hundred, Suns at a thousand. Wow, those suck. MGM has the Warriors at plus five hundred, the Clippers at plus six hundred, Celtics at plus six fifty, Bucks at seven hundred, Nets at eight fifty. A little better. That's crazy, though. Yeah, that is that is crazy. They're not very good. But obviously, Kawhi, like Mackie said a couple weeks ago, him coming off of a year where he kind of rested most of the year. Everyone's anticipating him to come back and play a big year, but it'll be we'll interesting see. to see what happens. Tough Western Conference in the NBA. For sure.
The big news coming out of the NFL this week, obviously Washington Commanders wide receiver Terry McLaurin agrees to a three-year, $71 million deal uh, to stay in Washington. Uh, obviously, that's a pretty nice team-friendly deal as well as player-friendly deal if he feels like this is kind of a betting on myself, see what happens after three years. Pretty serious money over those three years, 20 some million each a year. And with that, I saw someone, uh, Field Yates, put on Twitter, wide receiver deals that have happened this offseason include some pretty big money being thrown around for some wide receivers here, a couple of the deals, just to, just to name a few. Devontae Adams uh, with the Raiders, five years, $142 million. Tyree Kill with Miami Dolphins, four years, $120 million. A.J. Brown with the Philadelphia Eagles, four years, $100 million. Stephon Diggs, four years, $96 million. Cooper Cup, three years, $80 million. Terry McLaurin, three years, $71 million. DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'm actually not sure if he's still there. Uh, that could have went to go somewhere else, but that could be an extension. Three years, $61.884 million. And then Mike Williams and Chris Godwin both signing three-year, $60 million deals. Uh, so some big money going around for wide receivers in the NFL this offseason. Um, obviously, the big big name in Pittsburgh that's kind of waiting on a deal to see what happens with Deontay Johnson. It'll be interesting to see what goes down there. If, obviously, if the Steelers end up pulling the trigger on a deal right now, I feel like it's going to be pretty expensive as these wide receiver deals just keep continuing going up and up and up. And the one, one of the big name wide receiver, I guess you shouldn't say big name, one of the big wide receiver contracts of the summer that was not on that list was the big Christian Kirk deal with the Jaguars. Um, and that's kind of what everyone's pointing to with the Deontay Johnson thing is that he wasn't a pro bowler and Deontay Johnson was, so he deserves that kind of money. You know, who it'll be very interesting to see what happens, obviously, as the Steelers draft the George Pickens and have a guy like Claypool in the, under him. And so, obviously, very excited for this NFL season and I have to get into that kind of stuff. But Terry McLaurin getting paid is the uh, news of the week. Pretty glad that uh, I'm shouldn't say I'm pretty glad. I'm pretty glad. I am glad that he ended up getting that deal done. Is going to end up being on the field this season. Yeah, that is exciting stuff. I'm very excited for the NFL season. I actually can't wait now that NBA and the NFL, or yeah, especially, NBA especially now that hockey and like I I like baseball, but I need football. Yeah, baseball doesn't do it for me. I think that's going to do it here for us this week. A little bit of a shorter episode. Obviously, as you know, Mac was not here. Uh, me and Jesse kind of putting together a quick little episode to recap the Stanley Cup final. Uh, next week, when Mackie is back, we're going to get into kind of how this podcast is going to move forward, looking ahead to the NFL season, a lot of off-season NFL talk. They're going to stick to some of the MLB stuff as we do have live sports going on. But with us three, uh, not the biggest MLB guys. Uh, I know my fair share play play my fantasy baseball, but – um, as far as uh, most of the offseason, we're going to be looking ahead. We'll kind of get into that stuff next week with Mackie back. Um, as far as that, stay tuned to the Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Got to get that back rolling. But um, make sure you're subscribed on everything, resubscribing. Um, thanks for listening. 40 episodes in. Couldn't do it without all the listeners, fans, followers. So another weekend. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. I will see you then. Yes, Huff said it best. Thank you very much, and keep an eye out. We're looking to plan a live stream here for the Home Run Derby, as well as some various other segments and stuff that we want to add to the podcast here. So really excited about that, and we're going to hopefully share it with you here in the next few weeks.
So that's all I got. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.